0: Netbank Private Equity has been investing in a broad range of companies in South Africa for the last 25 years. In its portfolio of investments you will find companies such as Intersect, Tracker and QLink, or past investments in retail and consumer goods companies such as Sportsman's Warehouse and Outdoor Warehouse. Joining us today to talk specifically about Growth Equity and the role it plays in helping businesses who just need capital for that next step is Amir Regev, Senior Associate at NetBank Private Equity. Amir, let's just start with the following. What exactly is growth equity?
1: Thanks, Jeanette, and it's, it's good chatting today. So, you know, growth equity lies somewhere at the intersection between venture capital and private equity, carrying elements of both and ultimately offering the best of both worlds. So these sort of businesses have often matured from the venture capital growth cycle, and may be on the edge of or have achieved profitability. However, further investment is required to to really maximise on these growth opportunities. So if we look from a global perspective, growth equity has become one of the fastest growing segments of the private equity industry. And it certainly is a segment that we are paying very close attention to.
0: So speaking about growth equity, NetBank was an early investor in Intersect. And what attracted you to that business? What makes it a good example of what growth equity can do? So I think just to
1: give you an overview of Intersect. So in a nutshell, Intersect are a South African born global fintech company which helps financial institutions authenticate transactions without friction. So there were multiple aspects which attracted us to the business. And I think starting off was, was really the technology. So Intersect offered a world-first transaction authentication solution back in 2012, which enabled customers to approve internet banking transactions without the use of SMS one-time passwords, which have inherent security flaws. Secondly was the sector in which they focused. So if people are increasingly transacting digitally using either PCs or mobile devices, and there's a need to make the digital world a safer place while also making it easy for the customer to transact. So where we stand today, you know, the business is currently securing in excess of one billion transactions per month. You know, thirdly, is, was just the global appeal, the global opportunity. So South Af- the South African banking system has consistently been rated one of the most advanced and well functioning in the world. And the successful uptake of the technology by Southern African banks gave us comfort that this was an exportable solution with global appeal. And then finally, it's just the scalability of the offering where a software business can achieve exponential growth without necessarily a compensating increase in their cost base.
0: Well, it definitely sounds like an exciting business with lots of potential for growth. Did this impact the capital requirements at all? What are some of the key considerations when you look at growth deals?
1: So we've been invested in the business since 2013, and over the subsequent years, the business has conducted multiple capital raises, and that's both been from existing shareholders as well as new ones. And that was really to enable the business to continue expanding its product innovation roadmap and accelerating international growth. So the most recent capital raise was concluded as recent as December 21, where Axel KKR, who are an American technology-focused private equity firm, invested in the business. In terms of considerations, um, I believe alignment is a key aspect where there needs to be a mutual understanding and alignment of interest between ourselves and the company. And to break it down, you know, firstly, is really the vision or the investment thesis. What are the business's goals and and where does management ultimately want to take the business? That kind of leads to the second aspect, which are the further capital requirements, um, which the business business needs in order to be able to execute on that vision. And there's lots of further considerations with regards to that, whether, you know, you have the appetite and or the ability to follow on in those rounds, or alternatively, you know, what is the potential impact of dilution? And then finally, which I believe is one of the key aspects, is is really allowing for sufficient time to enable management to execute on that vision. Fortunately, we as Nedbank Private Equity are an on-balance sheet investor, which enables flexibility in terms of our investment holding period, where we don't have the pressure to exit an investment after a five to seven year period, as a third party fund would. So nine years later, we, we remain invested in Intersect and, you know, we certainly exhausted about their, their next phase in their growth journey.
0: So as an investor with this example of Intersect, what did NetBank Private Equity bring to the table? What was the value add during the investment period?
1: Well, so I think, you know, capital is, is the obvious one where we invested initially and we did follow on um, during a later round. But you know, we believe our value add extends beyond merely being a capital provider. Um, You touched on, you know, the point earlier with regards to near-bank private equity, you know, having 25 years of experience, and that's been gained across multiple sectors and looking at multiple businesses. And we typically look to utilize those learnings, those industry insights and best practices across the portfolio. Um, Where it also makes sense, we look to leverage off the portfolio as well as the bank wherever possible. So in in Intersect's case, it, it was really working with the bank where they were able to test and refine new products and technologies um, before they commercialized them to the broader market. We also always look to promote partnership and collaboration amongst our portfolio companies as well as within our wider networks. And then finally, from a transformation perspective. And for the fourth consecutive year, Nedbank has successfully achieved a level one BE contributor status and that would ultimately f- flow through into the companies which we invest.
0: So it definitely sounds like you've got a strong focus on partnership um, when approaching any investments.
1: That, that certainly is a, a key uh, pillar in our philosophy where, you know, we, we typically look to co-invest alongside like-minded partners as well as management teams. And, and typically those have been the types of um, relationships which have worked best for us. So that is an approach that, you know, we'll certainly look to continue driving, you know, going
0: forward. So Amir, we've had two tough years in terms of the impact of COVID-19. Playing in the growth equity space, are you currently seeing some exciting opportunities present themselves?
1: So it it certainly is an attractive asset class and it does enable us as a business to diversify to an extent away from the traditional type of private equity assets. So, are seeking new opportunities and are bullish on the asset class. And based on what we've seen thus far, opportunities have spanned both across SA as well as the rest of the continent. And we've been seeing businesses in predominantly in the FinTech and the EdTech space, but there are businesses across several other sectors as well.
0: Well, let's hope that the right opportunities present themselves in the coming months and years, leading to more success stories such as Intersect. And that was Amir Regev, Senior Associate at Netbank Private Equity, talking to us about the fast-growing segment of growth equity in the private equity sector.